This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You know I got no Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Time to celebrate, boys. First time in 17 years. Would have been 18 years if we lost this one, boys. But we did it. We won on opening day. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. I'm Paul. I guess we got Jeff here, right? Oh, Jeff I love the here. reaction time on Jeff these guys. Jeff is here. Jeff is yeah, here. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Hugh, you here? And yet I'm here, especially all right, after the All right. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So, Baker Mayfield was going to fuck us up. And you know he damn near did. Okay, because that fucking 75-yard touchdown felt like a dagger. But, it did feel like a dagger. But, 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 we had the dagger and his name was Cade York. Man. Oh, to have a good kicker. Oh, was he worth the draft pick, boys? Well, he is now. Oh, he is now. Yeah, because it didn't feel like it that day. It's like, we did what? We did. (laughs) Yes, we did. Did you see him? Did you see him hook that thing in, man? Because when it took off from his foot, it was like, oh, no, it's bad. Oh, no. Oh no! It's well, good. Said, <laughs> no. He didn't get the Browns record. The Browns record is sixty-two. He kicked fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. That's but, right. But he was no. damn close. Well, he. But and he, he had the air to have beat it. Was fifty-seven. Say again. Well, who, who kicked sixty-two? Uh, that um, would have been. Come on, Lou the Toe Groza. Oh yeah, but he beat Phil Dawson's record. That's okay, all. Okay, that's know. great. But come on, when you start talking kickers, okay. And if you want to go old school and start talking kickers, you got to talk Lou the Toe and Tom Dempsey. Right. Yeah, baby. But that field goal he kicked, that would have made, if it was 70 yards, he would have still made it. All right, guys. Well, it is time to get this damn thing started. Oh, gosh. Was it good? Was it good? Was it good? It was almost like watching the cardiac kids, but at the end there, man, I just know when I first saw that kick, just like you said, when it went to the right, I was like, oh shit, he missed it. And that thing hooked right. He planned that. That wasn't luck. He did that by design. His kick was the opposite of the kick last night for uh, Denver. Oh yeah. That dude's kick looked good in the beginning. It looked, it hooked. It did a small little hook, and it started straight, and I was like, he got it, and then it just kept going. And then it tailed <laughs> off, right? Yeah. It was, you know, and I, you know, um, I, I am, I think I am inherently um, 
just as a Browns fan, it's hard for me ever to root for the Denver Broncos. I can't do it. I can't oh, do it. I'm, oh, I can when I got those ugly fucking Seattle Seahawks looking at and me. That's, oh, that's a nasty you looking uniform, man. And that made me root for him even more. I love whoa, those uniforms. Whoa. Oh, you, God, story. you are like the only person in the fucking world. I'm pretty sure. My then, story on why I did is because uh, he's my fantasy quarterback. And um, I do kind of blame Jacoby Brissett a little bit for not connecting with Mari Cooper. because You could have started was, Russ. I, I could have started Judy. No, I, I yeah, didn't Gino Smith. I could have started Judy instead of Amari Cooper, and I would have won my fantasy game. Oh, damn. Geno Smith just tore it up. Well, man. did Geno Smith really looked good, didn't he? He good. He, he looked there? good. Gino he Smith looked real good. good. If we had Geno Smith the other game, we'd have won by 40 points. Yeah, That's right. amazing. Exactly. So the week uh, coming up to the game included a wonderful uh, Batman theme hype themed hype video by Nick Chubb that was really delivered on the promise you know because I was like boy don't let him come out and spit a dud now Um, and he did not he looked real good he did not real good uh, and headlines headlines Cleveland Browns spoil Baker Mayfield's chance at revenge with late field goal now (laughs) I gotta be honest with you guys I'm concerned um, because there's really no reason it should have come to that. However, um, brighter minds than me have looked at game film, uh, eye in the sky film, and said, basically, especially like on the 75-yard touchdown pass, okay? What happened was that the, 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 the secondary got so confident in the, 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 the pass rush that uh, Delpit fe- figured like he was going to jump to play and make a play. But he didn't communicate with his other guy. He didn't communicate with the other safety. And then, right. yeah, and there, and wow. And uh, um, I think on the 75 yard pass, I think Ward slipped on the coverage. Oh, what did the, the whole goddamn secondary was like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Defense kind of fell in the, in the fourth quarter. Well, there. let me tell you something. It did. The Athletic, uh, which is one of the organizations uh, that do power rankings, all right? Uh, and sorry about that pop on the P with the power rankings, but um, have really, let's let's go, fit, and I'm going to find out exactly where they're at, because it's going to blow you guys away where the Browns are at number 10 in the power ranking above the Steelers, uh, above... <clears throat> Oh, come on now. I was just there. Don't don't make me do this. Internet. Okay. Hold, hold just a second. Okay. You're scrolling down. Now, don't go off the page, Paul. Okay. Above, again, as I say, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Above the Seattle Seahawks. Above the Washington Commanders, which should make us feel good. They're on our schedule. Above the New York Giants, who won their opener. Above the Chicago Bears. Now, now clearly, there's nine teams that we're behind, and we can climb those ranks if we, if we keep playing defense like they did in the first half. Okay. Right. Very clearly, we want to be looking at the first half of play. But let's see what they say about the number 10-ranked Cleveland Browns. Okay. 
this is what's this is what it's going to have to look like for the Browns over the first 11 games. Jacoby Brissett's 4.3 yards per attempt were the lowest of any quarterback in the league in week one. But Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for 187 yards rushing. The Browns held the ball longer than any team in the league, 38 minutes and 26 seconds, and the game came down to a 58-yard field goal. Cade York, the rookie who was drafted by the Browns in the fourth round, delivered. With their next three games against the Jets, Steelers, and Falcons, the Browns are in position to be the most hated 4-0 team since the 2019 Patriots. Why did we hate the 2019 Patriots, guys? Do you remember? I'm not quite sure about no, that. No, I, I don't remember either. I've always hated the Patriots because they're the Patriots. Um, I mean, Bill Belichick, all that. Yeah, you if know? you don't love him, you got to hate him. But every, you know why everybody hates the Browns right now, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yes. Because everybody hates Deshaun. I saw that series. It was pretty good. Wasn't Chris Rock in that? I mean, they had they had to hate already, but it just got amplified probably. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Chris Rock, you hear the people from the Oscars ask, Hey, do you want to host the show this year? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got somebody in the audience. He's like, he's like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, hell no. Okay, so here's an interesting article. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because fuck you, Cleveland.com. And I read it the other day, and now I can't because I'm not an insider. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. But I can read this NBC Sports article, which basically, here's the headline. Miles Garrett in his, in his uh, post-game press conference. Uh, facing Baker Mayfield had us a bit off the leash. A bit off the leash. <laughs> Panthers quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, his past with the Browns was a popular topic of conversation leading into Sunday's game uh, between, between the teams, and both sides did their best to say that their focus was on the game rather than on settling old scores. There were some bumps in the road and attempts to cash in on all the attention, however, and one of the latter was a T-shirt authorized by Mayfield that promoted the game with the phrase, off the leash in an apparent reference to, to leaving the dog pound behind now that he's in Carolina. After the Browns' 26-24 win, defensive end Miles Garrett referenced the phrase when he was asked about how the run-up to the game impacted the Browns' mindset. Uh, I need you to mute, Hugh. We don't need the train. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, Hugh, Hugh's got a train, train yard close to him, guys, and sometimes, you know, they, they, they blow that fucking horn. If anybody has been with, you know, listening to us for any amount of years, like say back in the, this Browns fan days, you'll remember when we used to get the flyovers by the army helicopters. Those were always fun when we recorded outside on the porch, Alva and I, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, miles Garrett, I uh, said it had us a bit off the leash. I mean, the tone was set with the attitude of some of the guys on the other side. We were just ready to go out there and finally put things to bed, Garrett said. And I found it comforting. Um, and I know you guys, do you remember when Lamar Jackson kicked our ass last year, threw all over the fucking place, and Miles Garrett hugged him after the game? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of pissed people off. Well, 
Baker Mayfield tried to give Miles a hug, and Miles just put his hand out to say, "Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, give me my space, man." Okay, and there, was, there was that was love cool. after the game, though. What say? There was a lot of love after the game. They even knelt down and prayed together. It was really cool. Okay, well, yeah, okay, but he didn't let Baker hug him. He said, "I ain't hugging you. I will kneel down and pray. We can have God in common, but you <clears> can't <throat> hug me." Okay. Yeah. Chubb didn't. Chubb and everybody else hugged him, though. Well, that's fine. I said Miles Garrett. I really said Miles Garrett. Okay, I don't like our best defensive player, our pass rush guy, buddying up with guys at at the end of the game. That that quarterback, he is not your friend. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I like it. I like it. I like it. And it's good. And I said it was good, and it was. <laughs> I said, oh, there you go. So, don't you, hey, isn't that how it goes? Right, right, right? Yep. Um, and the NFL world is reacting to the awesome midfield logo change for the Cleveland Browns. We got the running elf, the brownie in the middle of the field. Yeah, man, you get there right there just plant that fucking quarterback's face right there in the belt buckle, right below the belt buckle there. He'll, he'll, he'll love that elf. You'll love that elf. When you say, uh, isn't it Joe Flacco playing a uh, quarterback for the jets now? Cause, uh, cause the Zach Wilson, not Zach Wilson is what's the, what's the guy's name? The quarterback that they drafted. Yeah. That's, that's Zach Wilson. Cause Mac Jones is in, in new England, right? Correct. Right, so Zach Wilson is out. He's got some kind of injury. And Flacco played. Oh, God. Did you hear Peyton Manning? Did anybody watch the the ESPN2 coverage of Monday Night Football last night? No, I did not. Well, when Seattle started out passing, like, on every down in their first drive, right? (laughs) And Peyton Manning was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think they'll pass the ball 70 times tonight. And and uh, Eli said, no, they won't. He said, they're not going to pass 70 times. He said, well, the Jets passed like 65 times yesterday. They looked good. Uh, and that was clearly sarcastic. Okay. Um, and and that's great because the Jets are coming to town on Sunday. So we'll, we'll be looking at the Jets and, you yes. know, what they may or may not be able to do. And again, I think in conversation with you, Hugh, I gave the Jets a lot of cre- credit for for being good. <clears throat> and it uh, turns out I was wrong, or I hope I was anyway. I hope that just wasn't a week one anomaly, because I'd like us to, you know, in the spirit of that, here, here, here's a headline that'll just uh, tell you what it's all about. Sunday's victory was about adding up wins, whatever it takes. This is by Dan Lab, uh, Labe, or how, how does he say his name, Hugh? Dan Lab from Cleveland.com, L A B B E, Labe. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know either. So we'll just call I'm him sure Dan. I'm sure it's not Lab. We'll just call him Dan. It's Lab. Not Lab. It's not Lab. <laughs> yeah, Labe, Labe. He's French. Anyway, survive in advance. It's not a bad mantra for the Browns team as it navigates the first three months of the season without Deshaun Watson. Even when Watson returns, 
it would be a big risk to, to have him to ask him to instantly look like the top five quarterback the Browns acquired with a few practice reps available to him. They still need to get Jacoby Brissett ready to play each week. And so much time off, not only from practice, uh, but also from real football games. Okay. Uh, here's where they stand on Tuesday. No matter how they won on Sunday, they are 1-0. and And it's a whole lot better than being 0-1. That's correct. The Browns have traditionally started fast under Kevin Stefanski, getting out to a 5-2 and two start in 2020 and a 3-1 and one start even last year. They're set up to start strong this year, too, and beating Carolina was part of the equation. It wasn't pretty. There were some long-term concerns moving. There are some long-term concerns moving forward, but for now, a win's a win. Uh, Sacks get the headlines, but pressure is king. And according to Pro Football Focus, Miles Garrett had six pressures on Sunday, amongst the highest in the league. Garrett had a 28.6 pass rush win percentage, which, again, would put him amongst the highest in the league. This was truly a dominant performance. Now Garrett gets to go up against the Jets in Week 2. The left side of their line gave up 12 pressures against the Ravens. Left tackle George Fant allowed four, and left guard Lakin Tomlinson gave up eight. Joe Flacco is not exactly fleet of foot either. Right. The defense as a whole was excellent on Sunday with two big exceptions. 125 of the Panthers, 261 yards came on two plays, and they both had the potential to steer the outcome of the game. The first was a 50-yard completion to tight end Ian Thomas with 333 left in the second quarter that set up the Panthers' first score. Someone lost Thomas in the back end, and it kept the Panthers within shouting distance at halftime, 17-7. The second was particularly brutal, the 75-yard throw from Baker Mayfield to Robbie Anderson on the first offensive play after the Browns went up two scores, 23-14, with 6-13 left. A quick score was the worst possible outcome on that drive, and it nearly caught up to the Browns later. When we do our job, we win, and and those plays, guys got caught not doing their job for whatever the reason is. Safety John Johnson III said after the game, it was everybody across the board. It wasn't just one or two guys. So when everyone does their job, we can be a dominant defense. Majority of that game, we saw that. And I agree with you, John Johnson III. However, again, I agree with Dan Lab here. There's there are some long term concerns, and again, I I, I think I kind of in conversation and uh, told you guys that Jacoby is not known for going way to fuck downfield. Okay, no, and uh, he he certainly lived up to his reputation on Sunday. Well, he, here's my problem with with him a little bit though. I mean. Uh-huh. He's not known for going deep, deep down the field, but first drive, he missed a shot that would have been a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Overthrew um, Cooper, right? Right. And then the but second he drive. he also overthrew Kareem Hunt. Right. I, that's why I was getting to that. The okay. second drive, he had the same problem. He overthrew a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get both of those. You Hypothetically, 
that game could have been not even close in a blowout. Oh, because yeah. they're they're not just deep. They weren't just deep balls. I mean, all he had to do is place those balls somewhat catchable. They were completely uncatchable. Okay, yes, were. Um, I think he's a little. I don't know. I, I I just looked like he was a little. I can't think of the word I used last time when I described it, but uh, at least it intimidated. I mean, that's maybe that's overkill, but he just didn't look sure of himself. He okay, un- so here's the deal, guys. Because what I do is I immerse myself in the statistics, statisticians, uh, the day after a game, because they they can tell you what happened. Okay, and if you don't have the eye on the sky film. Yeah, it's kind of hard, you know, to really see it. But what it was is Jacoby Brissett is a late read dude. And that's always been the rap on him. If you go around and ask, you know, the coaching people in the league. And even Kevin Stefanski addressed that in his Monday press conference that we're going to work with Jacoby on that and try to get him a little faster on those reads. Okay, because that's the deal. It's not that he didn't see it, although when Amari Cooper was wide the fuck open in the end zone and and he threw it out the back, okay, it's it's like, come on, you didn't see that? I saw that and I can't even see. Well, my other thing is I was going to say there was another one he missed on the same drive as Hunt, and that Uh was he didn't attempt the throw, but Peoples-Jones was wide open on a play. I think he threw the ball away or something like that. But how about uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones? Now, he deserves... I was going to I was going to get to this later. Um, we'll but get I to it now to because like, we'll be going through stats in a little bit. Okay. So, well, I want to do, number one, I want to do a call out. The call okay. out is self because okay. people's jokes shut me the hell up at least for a week because all his catches were tough catches. And had he not had his last tough catch, we wouldn't have had the field goal. Okay. Hey, hey. I mean. Well, uh, you stop doubting that man. You hear me, Jeff? Yeah, apparently I'm I am dead wrong. People's Jones oh, no, shut actually, and you actually can doubt him all day long if it's gonna make him play like that. Okay, play like that. Well, yeah. look, had I started People's Jones, I would have won my best fantasy. So, um, I also had People's Jones, and I did not start him either. But those so, were clutch catches, and that is what yes, I were. mean. That's what from his rookie season. If you'll remember, the most fantastical catch that a Browns receiver made in 2020 was in that game with the Bengals, high-scoring game, where at the end, it, we had to have a score, and there in the corner on the end zone, Donovan Peoples-Jones did a circus yep. one-handed catch that, that was, was just, uh, you know, game winner. Phenomenal. Dude, that was insane. I really Once got it, high hopes for Peoples-Jones, and somebody please too. tell me he's not a Michigan guy. <laughs> okay. Is he so not a Michigan on, guy? Where did Peoples-Jones come from? I can't from? remember. I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out. You go ahead on with your stuff. Okay. But the rest of this, um, so that's the call out. The rest of the points are Chubb was a beast. Um yes, Schwartz Schwartz caught a ball. Schwartz caught a ball. Schwartz caught a ball. Schwartz Our, caught a ball. Cord okay. Schwartz caught a ball. Our rookie cornerback is good. Okay. Emerson played good. He played respectable and he's out there and he's a rookie. We, we should be happy as hell. Our picks are shaping out very productive right now. Yeah, Peoples-Jones was a fucking Michigan guy, man. Why do yeah. why do our good, you know, because it, it just reminds <laughs> hey. me, me of the other guy. 
But look at all the good Ohio State guys that go to other teams and they're great. So we get, I know we, we get, get the Michigan like, guys. No, like, yeah, damn it. Um, uh, to continue, uh-huh. York was worth the pick, as we all know now. All right, yes, we do. Well, at least, at least this week he is. If he at misses three, <laughs> if he misses three next week, I don't know what we'll be saying. But right now, that dude was worth the pick. Please, he's and, Making the extra points and field goals, so I'm just I'm just so happy right now. Right. So that's all the points for our team. I got two points from the other team, and that's McCaffrey is fun to watch. And oh yeah, Baker played half decent. Yeah, he did. He did half decent, but he couldn't. He evidently can't take snaps anymore. Um, well, okay. he was as bad. I, I'll give this point though too. Uh-huh. Him and Brissett had the same problem. They both were bad in the beginning of the game. Baker was no better than Brissett. No, but I'm talking about just handling the fucking snap. He fumbled. Yo, four yeah, snaps. he did fumble. Yes, he did. But yeah. it looked like it wasn't his fault. The center, because one of them that was flat out the center. The center basically. I beg to differ with ball. you. It was all his fault. It was, it was all, all his, his fault. fault. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But did you see when he got? I'm sorry, forgive me for interjecting. When he got sacked by Miles Garrett, he put him down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I was going to say that really concludes all the points. Okay, Um, cool. uh, But I think the biggest one from that game, um, I'll tie two of them. Chubb looked insanely good. Okay, Chubb yes. was at his well, peak. Kareem yesterday. Hunt looked insanely good. So, so did Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say that so did Kareem Hunt. Okay, but Chubb just Chubb was as good as Chubb has ever been. As yesterday. good as he's ever been. He's yes, ever he was. Been. It um, was the real and, deal. Uh, and by the way, twenty-two carries for Nick Chubb alone, guys. When I, right. when I tell you the secret is to give your bell cow twenty carries minimum per game. I bullshit you not. It is a hard and listen. And with Kevin Stefanski being such an analytics dude, okay, analyze this, damn it. If you hand the ball off to your bell cow 20 times a game, you're more than likely going to be in that game, if not win that game. Right. Well, and we were, we controlled the ball the best in the league. That's best that in the league, speak, baby. That should speak more to anything than anything. I want Kevin Stefanski okay. addicted to handing the ball off. And by the way, well, more times than not, they handed the ball off on first down. Right. You know what that game looked like? Minus our secondary sort of collapsing at the end there. Okay. Because I, I wanted to make that point. Our secondary collapsed at the end. Okay. What for whatever reason it is, people falling down or whatever, jumping routes or whatever, uh-huh. it, it doesn't matter. They collapsed. Okay. We looked very. Now, I know this is going to be, I mean, this is a little uh, teetering because, I mean, I want to say we looked Browns-like because this should be the new Browns. But that looked right. very Steelers-like, that game. We controlled the oh, game. you hush your okay? mouth. Okay. I know. I'm just mouth. saying. You I know. I hush my mouth. But but I'm just saying for comparison's sake, to for people to realize, to get the perspective of how well the Browns controlled the game. Okay. And if you didn't have the fall of the secondary there, just how demoralizing it would have been to the Panthers, really. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, we controlled the hell out of that game and we missed stuff. Okay. And we picked some, we, we correct some stuff and 
Brissett connects on those plays that he missed, that is a we absolutely control that game and it's a blowout. Yeah. Okay. And we have a foot to put to it now. It's actually been a while since the Browns have had a kicker that you can say like, okay, we can play that kind of control game and we know we're going to win it okay. if we have I, our foot. I don't want us or, and by the way, this is not just us. It's every, every Cleveland oriented radio show, podcast, everything. Everybody's all over Cade York right now. And well, I, I love I'm going to put it. I get I you. Think, well, I think it's early returns guys and it looks good. But let's not just go all well, I'm gonna put in it this way, just though. yet. I, okay. I thought about the same thing you did. I thought about the same thing you did, but I put this point to it. What kicker do you know in the history of football that hasn't been a freaking egomaniac about himself? And this guy doesn't seem like that. No, no, that's not my point, though. That's not my point. If he's an ace, then I have no problem saying he's going to be it. He's going to have to fail that. Okay, because if you're you have a good kicker, he's an ace. You know, there's no one that's a good kicker in the NFL has ever been that wasn't an ace. Okay, right. so if we, so I'm, I get what you're saying, but in the sense, but in the same sense, I'm like, look, if he's gonna be what he's supposed to, then we should be able to talk about him this way. Otherwise, I mean, he ain't gonna hey, be here very now long. I have I so. have a point that I'd like to make, and it's and and listen, we 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 traded for a guy or we signed a guy. I can't remember how we got him but the kick return specialist from the bears yeah. uh, that he, he had the Achilles injury. So he's out and the Browns have had trouble figuring out what Demetric Felton can and will be, or is for them. I can tell you what he's not. Okay. I can tell you what he's not. Well, if they're going to keep him doing it, he needs to he do nothing. But, yeah. I mean, he did. Well, if he's going to keep doing it though, they need to have him catching balls this week. He's need to be doing nothing but catching balls, catching, 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 catching balls. Yeah, because we don't want games turning on muffed punts. Okay, that's it. You don't want that. Yeah, don't. Now the other big, I I was, I, I got on the Chubb thing a beast, and that being tied with another point, and I wanted to express that point. The other point that's tied with that, to me, that's really big to me, Emerson being good. It's another rookie. He played respect. Other teams put their rookie corners out there and they get burned. Okay. And we're talking about how the quarterback well, is going was after pressed the rookie. In the service, though, because of Greedy Williams, who can't. I get that. He I can't that. stay healthy to save his life. I think Greedy might be done. You think so? I'm well, look, here's the good, but this is good. Emerson is fast, he's big for a corner. Okay. And he stayed with his guy and played respectfully. Now, we, he's going to play other teams here, obviously. We're going to see um, if it was just Baker wasn't getting it done or what, okay? But as so far, everything from preseason in the first game we've seen of Emerson, he's a pretty – we did good on that pick. That's – Oh, yeah, I'm not mad about it at all. And, and again, but – and isn't it ironic that John Johnson III, one of our safeties, comes out and says, it wasn't just one person. It was everybody. It was everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's one that's yeah. a good thing. I know. I know. Not to call anybody out. Now, I didn't look yeah. at anything to see if Emerson was at fault on any of those last drives. Okay. Well, I know he on the 75-yard touchdown. I know on the 75-yard touchdown, it was strictly safety play that was out of kilter. Oh, yeah. That, that, if, if I'm not mistaken, that was Ward that <laughs> felt there, wasn't it? 
it was Delpit. Delpit tried to jump the route and uh and it wasn't even listen, he jumped the wrong route anyway. Okay, he jumped. <laughs> yeah. And just it didn't work out good because Mayfield went over the top. And one thing that I can say is still a true statement. Baker's got an arm. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's not scared to use it. He will go downfield. Um, and I, you know, listen, I will say this. It ain't that Brissett didn't try to get completions downfield. But you can tell that the level of accuracy on those long hits is not there with Jacoby. No, um, you know who else has got an arm, and he's in there, and he's in our division, and he's doing way better in that game that he played is Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah. Did you see that touchdown he threw, and it just looked like he flicked his wrist? Yeah, oh my no, I was God. Say, it was like holy shit. I'm like, whoa. I'm going to say this for Brissett. I know I'm getting you on the accuracy thing. To me, he threw some he threw some decent balls, um, especially like the ones that people, they're tough catches for people, Jones. They were still pretty nice placed balls for them, for the type oh, yeah. of passes that they were. Okay. So he did a decent job. In yeah, place, but he's throwing okay? his guy down into the dirt also. This and is it, true. You, you I really want to throw your guy to where he's got the opportunity at yak. And, and, and that was always the knock on right. Cleveland quarterbacks, if you will. It's a, Whedon, you, you Derek got, Anderson. You, yeah. You got to yeah. throw your guy to where he can get you some yak and you can't, if you're throwing it in the dirt, he, he might catch it, but he ain't, you know, you're done. You know, right. It's what, That's, I mean, one of the, one of my favorite things to watch is when you have a good quarterback and a re- receiver in sync and you got that slant route, okay, and that receiver beats the guy on the slant route and the guy just throws it in his arms, on stride, he doesn't have to stop, and it's a touchdown, and it doesn't look like it should have been. Melvin. Okay? That's yeah. what I want to see one day. I'm Hopefully that's going to be there with Watson. I understand it's not there with Jacoby, but what I want to – what I what I'm saying is accuracy and stuff aside, if you have a guy as as much as Hunt beat the guy mm-hmm. on that play, okay, and Hunt is a back and he's fast, you have to understand the amount of overthrow you have to do to overthrow Hunt. Okay? Right. I mean, that ball could have went up, okay? And if it was even the somewhat of a semblance of attempting to be accurate to him okay he just flat out way over through it and it's a running back and there's just daylight in front of him just you getting what i'm saying it's just there that you have to be able to hit that that has to be a touchdown that can't not be a touchdown it has to be. let's just let's just hope he's working on all of that yeah yeah i mean listen the Browns are off today. Uh, they were off today. No practice today. Practice starts tomorrow. Game plan installation and whatnot. And then the, they're going into a week where they host the Jets on Sunday. The Jets should be a win. They host the Jets on Sunday. And then five days later, Thursday night, they host the Steelers. So it's it's That's two, game, two games problem. within five days. Now, it's two games within five days. You can say that's the game. You better hope the Browns aren't saying it because their concentration needs to be on the Jets. You bet not overlook this team 
Okay, going no. to get yourself ready for the Steelers. Okay, you just bet not do it. Okay, no, the Browns need to play game by game. They need to treat. Look, I just gave them the comp, comp, compliment. I'm going to say it again. It's the last time I'm going to mention them, and, mm-hmm. and even the breath of us being like them because we need to be the Browns, and this is the new Browns. Okay, but that Steelers like that that kind of mentality. Okay, um, yeah, because it's next man up with the one Steelers because Troub right. Troub looked like the truth. Right, exactly. What, what I'm saying is what, we play, it's one game at a time. This next game against the Jets, we need to beat the Jets into the dirt. Okay. Listen, for all of the work that the Cincinnati Bengals did on their offensive line in the offseason, it seemed for naught, right? Right. Because they could not they could not keep the Steelers' pass rush off of him. And, uh, hey, good thing for us, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. With a peck, out with a peck for, yeah. for multiple weeks. I was just going to say that. That's one salvation right there. Yeah, I mean, if, if Trubisky plays as, as good as he's doing, uh, that may not matter. Now, by the way, I meant, to ask you guys, yet. I meant to ask you guys this. Did you see much out of Winfrey? Now, I didn't see much out of him, right? But I well, didn't, no, I didn't see, see any much, doubles. But, but I, didn't I didn't see, see a lot of double teams on, on Garrett. That's that's right, the thing. Exactly. So while I didn't see Winfrey himself get much penetration at all, they darn sure were not doubling Garrett. And I, I can tell you, he was on a rookie. I'm sure they had a thought to try and to do it. They actually a called times. a holding penalty on a guy holding Garrett. I was like, really? All right. You know what? That's the one I didn't see because I was just going to say they were holding him every other play, and they only called it once. I was going to say they didn't call it any. Oh, no, no, man. They got us a first down when they did it. It was great. Okay, so we're getting ready to look at the stats, guys, and uh, and I think you're going to like a lot of it, not all of it. Certainly not. The game was played on Sunday, 9-11-2022 at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kickoff time, 1.04 p.m. It was cloudy. The turf was field turf. That is not grass. That's a that's an artificial uh, field right there in, 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 uh, in Carolina, right, Jeff? It's yeah. the same as it used to be, yes. Yes. Yeah. It <clears throat> yeah, it's called field turf. Looks real grassy, but it's not grass. Um, it's just those like uh, little black pellets or something in there. Yeah, yeah. You get the little poof, the poof every time, you know, they run through and all that. Yeah. So right. let's start with the rushing stats. Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 141 yards, average of 6.4 per carry, long of 25. Kareem Hunt, 11 carries. So get this, guys. A total of 33 handoffs. This is what we want to see. He had 46 yards, 4.2 yards a carry, long of 24, and a touchdown. By the way, 14 points of the Browns' total 26 were scored by Kareem Hunt. One on a pass play, one on a run. Anthony Schwartz, two catches for 20 yards, but boy, one of them was a big one, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Wow, it was fun to watch, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anthony Schwartz had two carries for 20 yards. Right, the end of rounds, because they're trying to to get the ball in his hands, and they just, it it looked like they were reluctant to pass to him. Okay. (laughs) 
He did. He did catch one though. Didn't well, he, he did. He caught a. He caught a big one. Yeah, yeah. He only. He only caught one. He was targeted twice. Okay. He okay. caught one for nineteen yards. But we're not on pass now. We're on rushing. I. I jumped okay. ahead. You know, it's terrible. But uh, but so total of thirty. And by the way, Brissett himself ran four times for ten yards. Uh, average of two point five a carry, long of four. Uh, so that's a total of get this guy's thirty nine carries for two hundred seventeen yards as a team, an average of five point six a carry, long of twenty five, and a touchdown in the mix. That Christian, is better. Christian McCaffrey on the other side of the ball only had ten carries for thirty three yards. Uh, D Moore uh, one carry. Baker Mayfield ran five times, okay, for six yards. Uh, anyway, we basically, we held them to only 54 yards rushing on 19 carries, guys. That's what you want to see. Prolific performance offensively on your side with the run and stuff the opponent's run. Quarterback stats went like this, man. Jacoby Brissett was 18 of 34 for 147 yards and a touchdown, a long of 24, quarterback rating of 74. Ooh, that's nasty. And mm. how do you get a 74 quarterback rating and you got no picks? Yeah, that's rough. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the incompletions, I'm sure, basically was what that was all about. Well, yeah, but still, he was still... Over fifty percent. Okay, uh, seven four seems a little a little low. Then don't you think? No, it doesn't because it's the yards per pass play, dude. Oh, remember right, my- he was the lowest yards per pass play in the league. Okay, and, uh, and I mean you got to remember for percentages, you're generally with a quarterback you're looking for sixty ish, not really fifty. Yeah, that's why one of the reasons I actually expect. This should be a low-end game for Jacoby. He protected the ball. He didn't have an interception. And he threw barely 50%. We should probably expect 60 or so from him. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think think you're going to get 60% completion percentage out of Jacoby. But what you are going to get is on those completions, they're going to be smart incompletions. A lot of those incompletions were he threw it out of bounds. He threw it through the end zone. He is not going to lose the game. He, he'd have to pass been, the ball, but he ain't gonna win the game. Well, I, I, we, we, we don't know that he could get better. But what I'm saying is, just I mean, they, they, not, I guess what I mean, let me yeah. word that different. You're not gonna win games because of him, but you're not, I'm not gonna saying that. I'm not gonna say that Jacoby could get better. But what I'm saying is, based on past performance, and if and based on even what you got from him on Sunday, what you're looking at is to just get as efficient as possible a performance out of him. If yes. I, I think D- Jacoby may stand up and win a game or two for us. Okay. But it's going to be, wow. Did you see that? Wow. Can you do it twice? Didn't expect that. Can you do that again? I know can one thing, man. Amari Cooper was open often. And I yes. was like, dude. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I said I kind of blame him for my fantasy loss because I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's just not going to happen. Okay, so because, on, the, uh, on the other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield was uh, 16 of 27 for 235 yards. I mean, okay. think about this. It's average. No, Jacoby Brissett had two more completions than Baker Mayfield, but literally almost 100 less yards. 
Okay, so if you want to get production out of completions and understand why his quarterback rating is so low, because Baker Mayfield threw an interception and still had an 84.6, which was better than Jacoby's rating. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, your point's well made with uh, the fact that Jesse can't, he's not able to go downfield effectively. So, you know. Oh, I don't know about not able, but I, I, I know that he plays smart ball in terms of protecting the football. Okay. Well, I mean, to point out as well, I mean, you are talking about a 59% completion rate. Right yeah. To 52.4%. So, well, yeah, but uh, again, I, I, I'm telling you, it's the yards per pass. That oh no! I know that heavily, rating way down. I know okay. that heavily weighs as yeah. as well. I, I know. Okay, so in receiving, Donovan Peoples Jones targeted eleven times. He caught six of them for sixty yards, an average of ten yards per catch, long of fifteen. Bream Hunt targeted four times. He caught all four of those. Now that's not right because that's not right because he was over. That's not right. Yeah, that's not right, because we talked about, oh, no, I watched it. Listen, I I recorded the game. I've watched it again, and I literally watched that overthrow again, and that was Kareem Hunt, boys, and now, so that's that's a, that's a, that's a, a mistake. Was it so far overthrown it doesn't count as a target? Oh, that can't possibly be so. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I, I know he overthrew mm. him on a play. But that clearly Kareem says here daylight. in the official NFL game book, targeted four times, received yep, four I'm times. I'm looking at it myself. Yeah. It's 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, for uh, 24 yards, uh, average of six, a long of 24, and a touchdown. Amari Cooper targeted six times, only caught three. Um, probably Now, see... Now, come on. His fault. Wait, okay, but neither was the one that that uh, Kareem Hunt got missed on, which they clearly didn't count. Okay, but they did. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, he did caught, again. Let me tell you something. Three yard, uh, three receptions for seventeen yards, um, a long of nine. That's not going to keep a, an Amari Cooper happy, is it? Not for long. Okay. So let's keep our eyes on that ball. Okay. Yeah. Harrison Bryant targeted four times, caught two, 18 yards. Anthony Schwartz, who's targeted twice, he caught one of them. It was a big one for 19 yards. Yeah, boy. I'm a little distressed with our, our big, uh, mm. big money tight end only being targeted one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One time. And, you know, the only thing is I felt like he could have gotten that first down, but it one time, really? Damn. Yeah, just once. That's it. Just once. <clears throat> well, he only had the one job, just the one. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm looking at it right here. Brissett, Brissett in the game law, Brissett overthrew running back Kareem Hunt on the next drive. Yeah, it says it in the text. It says it in the text later on, right? In the game description, right? Yeah, right. So it says he had three overthrows, and the second one was cut down the sideline, wide open. I mean, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I'm not arguing with the stats. I'm just like, I know he overthrew him. Well, we know that stat's <laughs> wrong because it wasn't four, it wasn't four targets, four receptions. We just know that. Um and so don't know why that is, but that's 
hey, it ain't like the NFL don't make mistakes. They don't make mistakes, <laughs> but they don't do it very often. You're usually yeah. on point, but that is... Uh, yeah, that usually is the game books are as solid as you can get. Um, Demetric Felton targeted once. He didn't catch it. Nick Chubb targeted once. He caught it for two yards. Um, on the other side, their leading receiver was Anderson. He was targeted eight times, caught five for 102 yards, average of 20.4, long of 75 and a touchdown. We remember that one, right? Yep. And then Christian McCaffrey caught four for four for 24 yards. Um, and that was pretty much the highlights of their passing game. But bottom line was this. They combined for 25 targets on six, 16 receptions on 25 targets for 235 yards and a touchdown. The Browns had 18 receptions on 30 targets. And let's just call it 31 because we've already identified that there's a target they're not accounting for here. Um, uh, for 147 yards, you know, I'd like to see us get a little better. I don't, I don't think we need to try to make out of Jacoby Brissett something that he is not. But I'd like to see us do a just a little better than I think I think he's gonna improve. It's the first okay. game okay. be all I, that. I think eight point two yards per reception is a little low. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Okay. Uh, so I just think we need to Hey. Who do you guys think was the best running back team in week one? Oh, I bet that was Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> So the word is Dearness Johnson was in civilian clothes. Not sure why, but there's rumors that he might be traded anyway over Ford. Well, I, you know, I will say this. <laughs> that would be. Somebody's going to get a hell of a running back. That's for damn sure. But why would you do that? Why, why did you go through the trouble of signing Dearness? I, I don't, th I don't think that that is a smart okay, thing to do. Now, come, now wait a minute. You signed a D-Ernest. You wouldn't give Kareem a deal. Okay? <laughs> that doesn't I, make I'm, sense. Honestly, here. No, it doesn't. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you this for real, okay? We're about to have a situation where I think they end up signing Kareem for what he wants. I'm just telling you because... If Kareem keeps doing, if we have, a, if we pull out having the season we have, okay, that a winning season up to Watson, right? Uh -huh. Everything's salvageable, and it really does ride on Nick Chubb and Kareem. Uh, you're gonna have a hard time breaking that up and not having it for Watson. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter who's behind Kareem because as good as Kareem played yesterday was what well, that's that's daunting for any team to play against to have Chubb go. Average 6.4 a carry, right? And then the guy behind him, and you got him playing fullback, and Kareem is one of the, the lost point. He's a top 10 running back in receiving over the past four years, Kareem Hunt. Okay? So, I'm you just know, saying. I'm, I, think, that, uh, um, I, I think you might be right. I think you might be right, but well, let's wait and see how this one plays out because. It'd be a real head scratcher if you decided to, in the offseason, sign Ernest, determined that, no, we're not going to give Kareem a new deal because we can't afford him, basically, is what they're right. pretty much overtly be, try be trying to say by that. 
And, and then, in a way, and then trade and then trade the Ernest Johnson away. That would just be that would be the most nonsensical bullshit I've seen in a long well, time. I agree with you, but what I'm looking at here is look, it's going to be a tough decision for the Browns. And I mean, no team gives this much money to running backs anymore. Okay. If we do pay Kareem Hunt, it's it's just that's old style football kind of putting in that kind of money in the running back that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. You know what I mean? And that's why teams aren't doing it. That's why you see tandems broke up all the time now because it's like, yeah, we don't teams don't put that money in running back position. You know, okay, guys, to, so honestly, we we are we had one interception. Grant Delpit right. picked one off for minus four yards, but that's all right. It was a pick. <laughs> as long as we got the ball, right? <laughs> that's right. And uh, yes, we got the ball. And the, the Panthers had no picks. So again, true to form. While he didn't get a lot of yards per pass play, he didn't turn the ball over the ball. in the passing game. And that's right. Jacoby Brissett just by brand, okay? <clears throat> right. We didn't uh, use Najoku much either. Demetric Felton, just, five punt returns for 29 yards along of 15. That's some sad sack shit there. Yeah. Um, but 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 wait, let's talk about. Our punter, Bajorquez. I'm okay, guys. I'm unimpressed and I'm going to miss the Scottish hammer. Okay. <laughs> wow. Because you got, he had four punts for a total of uh, 187 yards, an average of only 46.8, a net of 39.3. He had a long of 56, but when you put it all together, kind of unimpressive. On the other side of the ball, their punter, and, and by the way, his performance wasn't terribly impressive either, but he averaged 50 yards a punt, netted 44.2, and had a long of 61. And he had five punts compared to our guys four. Okay. Punt returns, I already told you about uh, uh, um, Felton's numbers. Uh they only returned one punt, okay? Uh, there was one that was out of bounds, and there was a touchback. I don't know how we punted uh, four times, and they only account for three of them on the other side of the ball, okay? <laughs> yeah. Not sure how that works, uh, but th there you go. Another anomaly on the game book. This is twice now. And so write that down, guys. Two errors in the NFL game book for week one Brown. Okay. Two. And Two. and how does that happen? How, Come does, on. how does that happen? Well, I wanted to point out, too, we did a really good job on McCaffrey. He only got 33 yards. Ten yeah. Carries. Um, yeah. And Ford had a 29-yard uh, kickoff return. That's pretty good. Whereas mm -hmm. most of them were either, they had the one that was out of bounds, so that was real good starting. And then a bunch of touchbacks, okay? And Cade York, he's just, he's all touchbacks. They they actually returned two kickoffs uh, for 35 yards, uh, long of 18. But what you're looking at is an average of 17.5. So 
I don't know. You know, if those if those had gone into the end zone, the guy was stupid for running them out. And I can't remember Cade kicking a ball that didn't go into the end zone. Yeah, I can't either. He he was booting them. Okay, guys, the stats that matter. First downs. The Browns had 23, the Panthers 15. That's one that we won. By the way, 11 of those first downs were by rushing, seven by passing, five by penalty. <clears throat> Whereas we only gave up three first downs by penalty, which I think might be some kind of statistic anomaly for the Browns, or at least you know, what we're used to seeing. Now, I would like to point out, um, I did look a little bit into for our first down mm-hmm. um, ratio to passing, mm-hmm. and it was worse last year than it was the year before. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a good start, but we should look to see more passing first downs, not because we don't want to run as much, just because that's naturally how a team works, even if you are a running team. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to pick up some more first downs, Pat, more first downs passing than running. It's just a league-wide oh, yeah. average. I mean, but I don't want to even see the us, best running teams. I don't want to see us passing on first down. More. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That's <laughs> okay. not what I'm saying. That is definitely you. not what I'm saying. But I'm. You can tell our passing game does need some work because that mm-hmm. statistically that is an anomaly. No matter how good you're doing running, your passing should be around the same in first down. Still. You know now, I mean? if Kevin Just, Stefanski continues to call games like he called the first half of our game, maybe even I the like, second half, I think I think overall, I mean, I have some critiques, I think, on Kevin Stefanski, but it might be because I'm, I'm shell-shocked with his ass, the way he's been calling games. So, you know, maybe I just got to get used to it. But we, we, our third down efficiency was we were 8 for 18. 44.4%, which ain't bad, and we held the other team to 364 Right. I want to make another point. The fact that we ran the ball that we did and we commanded the other team to respect the run, mm-hmm. okay? You, when they ran the Schwartz play, okay, it worked. Yeah, well, it worked the we, f- second time. It didn't work. It worked the, the second time. time. Well, last year, they didn't work at all. Okay. I got okay. you. I mean... <clears throat> and just uh, saying that that commitment to the well, other team having to stop it right make, lets those plays work so but what i'm getting to with the kevin stefanski thing is that i i hope that by the end of the year i like his tendency to want to go for it on fourth down I'm, I not, I'm not enamored with it now we were one for two 50 so hey he did get you know hey it's just you know flip a coin but i could you know i'd have took that three points okay that's and, all I'm saying. And you know can what? Can you guys hear me? The, the, yes. Yes. The, the, uh, the, the Panthers, okay, kind of saved his ass because when he was down there on that five fucking yard line and looking like they were going to go for it and the Panthers called a timeout of say, like, thank you, because he thought about it and he sent Cade York out. <laughs> One point about Kevin, and I know you might disagree with me. He is, I still think he could run the ball more. And he's still throwing when he should be running. I saw at least a few times where that happened. Well, I think that's also his tendency. We already know that's his tendency. So the fact, the fact that he actually game played or game called the game in somewhat counterintuitively to his tendency, I think shows him trying to grow. Okay. 
All right. We'll see. Yeah, I will. I will give you this because um, you are right. I think he's still past sometimes when you shouldn't. It's hard to say that as much as we did run. OK, but you could still say that because the way we controlled the game, if this were like the Browns back and Jamal Lewis was playing us. OK, mm-hmm. the way Chubb was running. Yeah, we would got more of it. OK, um, so. Let's get let's just, get through these stats, guys, because we still got to talk about the Jets, and we're we're already an hour in. We're already um, an hour. In. Yeah. The uh, total net yards for the Browns three fifty five, and we held our opponent to two sixty one. Right. Okay, and now we got a couple more stats that mean a whole lot. Okay. And one of them is red zone efficiency. And we suck. We were one for four, 25%. Yeah, that's not good. We got to up that. Well, you know, I like, well, I'm like that. Whereas our opponent was two for three, 67%. We, okay. It's the first game. I think we've I understand that, but these are, stats, these are statistics. You can't, the statistics, yeah. let me tell you what. The eye in the sky don't lie, and neither do the statistics, Okay. You have to tend to these numbers and you need to win the game by tending to these numbers because when you don't, and there's nothing wrong with a lucky win, but let's just be honest for a second here and understand that Sunday's win was a lucky win. Yeah, it was. Of course it was. Okay. How many seconds? Was it eight seconds to go? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So goal to goal efficiency, one for two. Okay. Man, when you're goal to go, you need to make that. You need, you need to, you need to be there, especially when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. This yeah, is true. We were fifty percent. Now, the nice part that our defense held the Panthers out of a goal to goal situation. They only had one, but they scored. Okay, they were hundred percent goal to goal efficiency. By the way, their red zone efficiency two for three sixty seven percent. Come on. You can't lose. You can't lose these battles and consistently win games. So we got it. They got to tighten it up. They got to clean that up. Our final score: twenty six twenty four. Obviously, we won that battle. And that's the big one. But one of the one of the stats that feeds that is time of possession: thirty eight minutes twenty six seconds compared to twenty one minutes thirty four seconds. Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Yeah. One more point to make. I was mentioning Perry on Winfrey. Uh-huh. He did not play that much. He only played nine percent of the snaps. All right. Well, that's why so we didn't see go. him. Well, that's, that's why we didn't see him. So, may okay. So now, based on expectations, then maybe Perry on Winfrey is not coming along in the defensive scheme at the estimation of the defensive coordinator as quickly as they'd like or we'd like. So. But right. I fine. mean, all right. All we can do is trust in them. Why he isn't okay? Exactly. All we do what we do know is the defensive line played well. So I mean, no, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely well. So let's take a look at next week's opponent, uh, the matchup, if you will. And then in this one here, I'm at. Oh, this is great, guys! This is the site everybody should go to to get their information. I hope. Sports Bookwire. 
And this is uh, written by a guy named Kevin Erickson. So I've never read his material before, but this is fir- first look New York Jets at Cleveland Browns odds and lines. The New York Jets own one and the Cleveland Browns one and own meet for a week two matchup Sunday at First Energy Stadium. Kickoff is scheduled for 1 p.m. Below, we look at the Jets and Browns odds uh, from a typical sports book. Check back, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Um, they're just selling their product at that point. The Jets opened the season with a 24-9 loss against the Baltimore Ravens, another AFC North team. New York's offense posted 83 rushing yards and registered 295 yards through the air. Quarterback Joe Flacco started against his former team with quarterback Zach Wilson not quite ready to return from arthroscopic knee surgery. Flacco is expected to start again in week two. Uh, The Browns had a seesaw affair on the road against the Carolina Panthers and former quarterback Baker Mayfield. It was rookie place kicker Cade York stealing the show, knocking through the game-winning field goal uh, from 58 yards with eight seconds remaining to help Cleveland escape with a 26-24 victory. The Browns, Jets at Browns odds. Well, the money line is the Jets plus 220. You bet 100 and you win 220. And the Browns are minus 270, so you got to bet $270 to win 100. Uh, The Browns are six-and-a-half-point favorites, and uh, the over and under for the game is 41.5. These teams last met on December 27th, 2020, with the Jets pulling off a 23-16 victory against a shorthanded Browns team dealing with a ton of COVID-19 cases. Um, Cleveland has won two of the past three meetings, uh, including the most recent game at First Energy Stadium on September 20th, 2018. So the game that the Jets did win in 2020 was played in New York, okay? If you're looking, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, um, again, um, Robert Saleh, the former defensive coordinator of the 49ers in uh, their last visit to the Super Bowl, is a defensive-minded coach. Um, although. Just having said that, the Baltimore Ravens made that look like, yeah, well, he might be defensive-minded, but he don't have much of defense, okay? (laughs) And the offense is uh, certainly the way it was called, okay, was a very unbalanced offense, heavy on pass and not a lot of results. Right. Um. I just think with the Browns pass rush that the the Jets are going to be very challenged trying to establish that kind of game. Um, and I think they are they don't really have that bell cow that you'd like to have at the running back position. I, now, I will say it's a test. It's going to be a good test for our uh, secondary. They were on point most of the last game. Right. They need to stay sturdy and. Well, they do, because I think I think that what the Jets will find if they try to accentuate the run in this game is that that's going to be a hard. That's going to be a hard uh, sell. Right. Against the Browns this year, given the front. We just played a good running team. Mm hmm. 
So, I mean, I mean, there's not too many teams we're going to play that are actually better at the run than the Panthers. I'm just being honest. Like, there's some teams, but there's, on average, that's we played a pretty darn good running team, and we shut them down. Okay. So let me so, ask you guys, what do you think? Uh, what's, what's your feeling about Jets at Browns? My prediction is a Browns win 24 to 14 over the Jets. Okay. Um, I will put it this way. I want a blowout. Why do I want a blowout? Because yeah, I, even looking at the article I'm looking at right now, yeah, we had two miscues with Amari Cooper being open. We had the Hunt miscue. Okay, you had the People Jones miscue. Yeah, if you clean uh, that I, stuff up, right? You clean that up, we blow out that game. We're playing a much. The Jets are worse than the Panthers. Okay, yeah, I'm absolutely. confident in saying I think, that. I'm I confident think, in that. I, I think that at the very best, at their very best. The Jets. So let's see. You got the Patriots. You got the Dolphins. You got the Jets. Who else is in the East? Um, that's that's at Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got the Patriots. No, I just said you got the Dolphins. The oh, okay. Patriots you and said the, the Jets. Dolphins. Who else? Who else is in the East? Come on, help me here. AFC East. What the hell is in the East? Oh, I, I don't. I think the jet that oh, did we say the Jets weren't as good on. as the Panthers. No, no, stop, stop. Are they, no, they are not. They are not. They are not as That's good the Bills. As the Bills. Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Bills. Okay. <laughs> How did I forget the Bills? Who are, by the way, from all appearances, ready to be really? that team that everybody is saying they are. Yeah, you're gonna have to go through the Bills, that's for sure. Well, I don't know. Not a, I think I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have something to say about that, guys. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying. Okay. I'm just you know, I, I hear everybody telling me about Josh Allen and the Bills, but I watched what Pat Mahomes did on Sunday, and that was that well, was a virtuoso best, performance. Yeah, the two best quarterbacks <clears throat> last week were Josh <clears throat> Allen and Mahomes. Period. Oh, absolutely. And, and and you know, I'm gonna just say this. It chaps my ass every time I watch Josh Allen play at the level he plays. We could have picked him. We literally picked Baker Mayfield over that guy. I think Herbert played pretty well too. You know, I don't I, I don't have a problem when I look back and say that we picked Miles Garrett over Pat Mahomes. Because we needed to pass rush. And he's clearly one of the one of the best. He's certainly the best pass rusher the Browns have ever had. He's yeah. already eclipsed Michael Dean Perry in sacks, and he's about to eclipse Clay Matthews. And Clay Matthews' total sack number was accumulated over like nine seasons. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, right. Perry's, I mean, um, Garrett's in his like fifth season. Now, I think Garrett's pace downgraded a little bit last year, so I, I'm not, I have to relook it up to see where he's at with that pace. But, well, yeah, but at the beginning all, of last year, uh -huh. he was on the best the best NFL pace in history. Well, I understand that, but let's just let him eclipse his total sacks last year, which were 16. Okay? Right. I just want him to do better than last year. Got to do better. Got to do better. Got to do better. Got to do better. A two to start is a good start. Yes, sir. He, he so, started off, started with all off. that having been said, and there's a whole lot more we could say, but at this point, with an hour and 15 minutes to talk in and our predictions for next week's games made, it's time to uh, 
Let me get this right. Get out of Dodge. Well, we're going to get out of Dodge, but we're going to we're going to we're going to let the people go with a positive, a positive, a positive. But go Browns <clears throat> this very next week. Now, let me tell you something. Just what to expect next week, because see, since the Browns play on Sunday, we'll do a Tuesday podcast. OK, I'll try to get it out quick, too. OK. Like this one, probably, even though it's Tuesday and we're recording it, eh, it's probably not going to go out till Wednesday, given just where I'm at and my need to get to sleep and all these other things. Next week, we'll get this podcast done as soon as we can on Tuesday and we'll get it out because we don't have a lot of time because we will then play again on Thursday. And then we'll we'll go ahead and do a Sunday podcast. Okay, talk about the game. You know, and how we kicked the Steelers' ass all over the fucking place on Thursday night national TV. There you go. Prime time. <clears throat> Thursday night prime. Yeah. And by the way, I really, I, I, I kind of thought that after the whole COVID thing and everything, Tom Jackson might be coming back on ESPN with the NFL prime time. But looks like Booger McFarland's the guy, doesn't it? Booger. Yep. Yeah. Booger. I actually did not watch it. I need to go back and watch it. Oh yeah, it was pretty good. I, I like I like look, I like Chris Berman and 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 Booger McFarlane and my NFL prime time. All right, guys. So All that's right. it. The Jets are coming to town. And we just we just talked about a win. We went through the stats that matter, baby. Fired up. And we're gonna get together and talk about this win against the New York Jets. And until then. In the meantime, the in-between time, and until it's that time, this is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh for TBF, a Browns fans podcast saying, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.